black class. Smoking big spliffs and cruising in the car like on the freeway. Good feeling. Oh, oh yeah. Can I see? joke workshop happening right now we got a guest host we've got guest host Dakota Price and guest host Spencer Devine and there's people and it's great and we're excited and there's all the people clap your hands together yay yeah. yay it's Dakota Price yeah. hey guys it's me yeah it's me your guest host yeah hey Cool, super sweet. Cool. So, guys, it's going to be me hosting Mutiny Joke Workshop. Yeah, Dakota Prize. Yeah. And then also Spencer Divine. Yeah. And you can catch us, uh, you know, on uh, Trust Me, My Friends and Expert every Monday before this. Yeah. At 4 o'clock. Uh, anyways, we're just going to get it rolling, keep it rolling, you know. Uh, you know, y we're going to do four-minute sets. Y'all remember, uh, you get the honk, beep boop, you know, on the punchline. That means you got a minute left. Uh, and uh, all that good stuff. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, you're f <laughs> yeah. Your first comedian is uh, hosting the fucking Condor tonight. What? Titties. Ah, yeah, titties. Uh, anyway, she's fucking super hilarious, the wonderful, the great Pam Benjamin! Yay, it's a clown party! We're all having fun! Yay! Woo! 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 I'm very excited. Uh, I have an outfit that has, I'm gonna do multiple incarnations and absolutely show my titties. If people clap and laugh enough, hell yeah! I'll show my titties at the Condor. What's a more appropriate place to show your tits than a strip club? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, no, because yes, I am. I am an exhibitionist, and I have been to Burning Man, and I do not show my nipples on the bus. But I might if someone asked me. If the skate skateboard army jumped on and kick-flipped their way into my heart and they said, show me a nip, I probably would not be adverse to the concept because attention is good. I like it all. Someone asked me the other day, they were like, why do you do this? Why do you do comedy? And they were like, is it because you care about the world and you want people to laugh and you're trying to bring happiness? And I'm like, no, I'm a narcissist and I need people to pay attention to me. Ha <laughs> ah! I thought the way to do it was with poetry. I thought by being deep and soulful and lyrical and beautiful, linguistically, people might gravitate. Nay. It's uh, the poem about my third abortion, so boring and stupid. But the joke about my third abortion, hilarious. Also, I've only had two. The third is just for comic effect. Ha <laughs> ha! No, I've only, I'm not, they're, they're, you're a heathen. Just because my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20:12, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. Yeah! You're my stoner, you're my stoner, you're my stoner, all my stoners here! 
I could play a fun game with you. We can do a little crowd work. Um, I am psychic, and I can tell you how you smoke weed, right? Okay. I can tell in the back that Lauren, she takes, she takes the strongest, most incredible weed. She takes the THC, the bud. She likes the buds. And she breaks them up super tiny, and she puts them in a pipe, and she smokes Like a Native American she is. She's part of the Ohlone tribe. Every time she sparks a bowl, every time you spark a bowl, you do a land acknowledgement. I've been there. She's like, this is for my ancestors, the Yerba Buena on the land. Here we go. I'd like to acknowledge the Ohlone people who were here, who grew the weed before me that I get to smoke, and I am so lucky to be here. Thank you. She smokes it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there it is. I feel like Guthrie has four bongs in his trunk. Like, I'm sorry, two bongs and two water pipes. Y'all, your girlfriend's car. <laughs> in your girlfriend's trunk. She doesn't know about it, but they're in there. They're wrapped up in like pillowcases or shit. You're like, ah! <laughs> I know that Spencer just takes whatever weed anybody has. It doesn't matter in any context. It doesn't matter, you smoke it in a pipe, in a bong, out of a blunt, out of a cup, out of an anything, on a train, on a plane, in a boat, with a rat, with a mat, with an anybody. You can smoke weed with Spencer. We know that Dakota is made of weed, so we can just smoke him. I'm, I'm actually super scared that he and Lauren get in a room and there's knives and he loses a finger and then she smokes it. <laughs> like, ah! That's a, different, that's a different kind of joint. That's a finger joint. It's not a penner joint. It's, a it's literally his finger. We smoked Dakota. I'm sorry. We don't have to write a letter to your mom, but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> she'll be fine. We send her the bone. She'll find That's how we know. She'll find the She'll be like, what is this? Dakota's finger bone. Where did this come from? What happened in Mutiny Radio? Lauren Kraut smoking my son. He was, yeah, I know he's made of weed. I know he is inedible. You can like slice. I feel like Brady, you roll the most majestic joints, like like perfect, like seventies penners. Like that before weed was legal, when you had to make them kind of look like cigarettes but smaller, and you were in the park and you're. It was a sip, sip, sh sh like don't tell. Are we all smoke? We're not smoking weed. This is not. See, I figured it out. Uh, Mark Neuer, he's made of edibles. Yeah, he'll eat it. Yeah, he's don't don't uh, don't have a sandwich out around Mark Neuer. It's gonna be he's he's it. Dakota's made of weed. You're made of sandwiches. They say you are what you eat. I just took my 23 and Me. I'm 28% Irish, and 72% Trader Joe. I love Trader Joe's. You've given me more than four minutes. Oh, okay, you didn't honk me. But I, I know what four minutes feels like, and I feel like I ran it. Um, thank you all so much. I love you all. Thank you for being here. Bye. Yay. Dakota and Spencer. Yay. Yay. I need to get better at honking. Uh, <laughs> got to honk at all the people. It's, it's me, Dakota Price, hosting uh, the show, and I'm going to keep the show rolling along. Line. 
No, I'm uh, gonna put it up for the, the guy that is up next on this list. It's Mark Doyer! Yeah! Woo! Yeah, Mark Doyer! Dude, make it loud for Dakota Price. Make it loud for Pam Benjamin. Ah, uh, fuck, dude. I um, when I was on drugs, I guess I sent this transgender escort um uh, an Amazon gift card online, and she just collected it finally about two days ago. Yeah, I guess I could I could have got my money back this whole time. Um, fucking bullshit, dude. I'm pissed. It was like 50 bucks. And uh, if I remember correctly, because it's all coming back to me because I'm like, I'm texting her right now and uh, she's trying to meet up with me. It's funny because she stays at the Hampton Inn and Suite right next to my job, right above my job. She's staying there right now. And for $100, I could go fuck her. So check this out. I could go pick up my tips from work and fuck her with that money in less than 30 seconds. It's right there. Bam, bam, bam. Done. I could do it, but I already picked up my tips, so <laughs> so now I can't do it. Um, uh, and if I if my mind serves me correctly, I wanted to pay her cash last time, and she didn't take cash. She only took these different retarded versions of payment, like an Amazon gift card. Like what is that? And um, she's trying to do the same thing to me. And if I really remember correctly, because this is uh, yeah right. And and what's crazy is if because it, it's hard to remember because I believe this was the time my, one of my very first vendors on Adderall, um, I took uh, 120 milligrams three days in a row, um, every day for three days in a row, and I, I stayed in the um, a couple different hotels in Ripon where I'm from originally, Ripon California, and I and I and I jerked off and I was jerking off and I was trying to find these trannies online that I could fuck, and uh, I remember sending her a couple different people money that night. No one came. No one came. I got scammed. And I, I, it's hitting me right now. It's, she's trying to do the same thing to me. She's trying to double dip on the scam. It's never going to happen. It's never going to. I need a rebate, first of all. You want $100. I need 50 back. That, that's the deposit, bitch. You already have the deposit from the last time you didn't fuck me, you stupid cunt. Fucking piss me off, dude. You know, and that's the kind of shit, dude, that makes me realize it's like I'm just so happy that my dad drives a truck for a living. You know what I mean? Because, like, in these situations, like, if I was, because, like, if I was, like, my dad was, like, the president of the United States, I could never get away with these kinds of things. Never. But my dad drives a truck, so no one gives a fuck, dude. No one gives a fuck that I was doing drugs and fucking whores. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck that I was jerking off with wearing uh, panties like they're a mask, jerking off my legs in the air, trying to come on my face, and sending that to another human being online. No one give, gives a single fuck. No one cares. No one cares. Don't fucking honk that shit at me. I'm almost done. I forget where I, where I was going with that joke. No, I know. that's that, it, No one, you know, everyone gives a fuck about Hunter Biden. No one gives a fuck about me. That's the moral of the story, dude. Could you imagine if, if you know, if they actually did give a fuck about me and they interviewed my dad? He just gets done with a 16-hour long haul. He's been up for fucking two days straight just fucking, dude. Just... <laughs> 
Mr. Neuer, did you hear about what happened to your son? Apparently, allegedly, he uh, has been fucking whores and doing methamphetamine in different hotels all throughout the Central Valley of California. And my dad's just like, well, that's how I fucking taught him. That's how I goddamn raised him. I swear, you better get this microphone out of my face before I smoke it. Um, thank you. My name is Mark. Bye. The fucking business. Bye, Pam. Have fun. I want you to throw some fucking money at some strippers for me. Put them on their tips. Hey, actually, if you got a bunch of one, uh, ones, exchange them for two dollar bills. Be like, it's, it's Tuesday. And uh, this next comedian going out is running. Up next on the hey, list, we're gonna make it big and loud. Mama, fucking uh, Mama, Mama, yeah. Mama, hey, you just, 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 just you three fucks. <laughs> that's, that's all we're doing. All righty then. Uh. So I. Store that was t- they're just building it over there by the freeway. It's called Total Spirits and Wine and More. And I think that is such a fucking cop out of a name. And more and more that you know how many stores. Don't feel the need to add the and more. It's just such a bullshit vaguity. It's like I went to a store that was 99 cents plus. Is, and that's bullshit because what that means is the cheapest thing you can buy is 99 cents plus. It's, it's just bullshit. I'm going to break that down. That's fine. <laughs> I left my comedy notebook at Bar on Dolores, and, and they wouldn't let anyone pick it up, so. <sighs> kind of forced to do new material because we don't have any of the, I mean, I have all the old material, but you know it. It's like you three people. Uh, so my dad, uh, my dad once told me he was proud of me. He pointedly told me, hey, I'm proud of you. And I was like, why Why are you saying it like that? Why are you telling me you're proud of me? And he's like, well, one day when you're in the finale of America's Got Talent and you see the video of me telling you I love you, I don't you want you to cry like a bitch? <laughs> like, essentially, he wanted to tell me he loved me so that when I got told on a bigger platform, I wasn't surprised that my parents loved me. And I'm like, well, that's great. As long as you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Randy Jackson. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm trying to please a panel of judges and not my father. Um... I'll do I'll do this one. Um so I am w- in the medical community. What they call dog starved. Okay? This is not a cute way of telling you that I eat dogs. It would be a real a real casual way to slip it in. 
No, uh, what dog starved means is that I love your dog more than you do, okay? And you have you just have to be okay with that. I love all kinds of dogs. I love bagel dogs. I love underdogs. I love top dogs. I love people that Randy Jackson is told that was pitchy dog. Literally all of them, okay? I am a dog per I'm basically the British Empire of dogs. Like, there's dogs out there that I'll never see personally. There's dogs that I will have no responsibility in taking care of. But they're mine. They're all mine. Ah! They're all mine. Manifest destiny, bitches. Uh, how many best friends do you have? One? According to Google, I have 800 million best friends. Okay? You had a what? MySpace top eight? I had a uh, top good boy, 800 million, 800 million way tie. Uh, I'm a stubborn person, Dakota. And what that means is that when I'm wrong about something and you correct me on it, I'm going to double down because I'm not going to look like a chump in front of a stranger. Uh, and so I found, you know, the, you know, the, the Prius engine noise, the whoop, 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 like the robot queef of car noises. Did you know that's not actually coming from an engine? It's just a poser noise so that the robot cars can come and act like regular cars and steal regular cars' jobs. It's not cool. Uh, and, and someone said, Spencer, that's so if a car is coming, like blind people don't get hit by Priuses. Oh. But I had to double down. So I'm like, I guess that Priuses don't care about overpopulation then. <laughs> Saving all these blind people. And it's like, I don't hate blind people. I'm fine with blind people. But service dogs are the only dogs that they won't let me pet. And I'm bitter about it. Well, what, your dog's at work? Your dog's working right now? Well, when does your dog have a union-mandated lunch break? Because I have a bag of chicken that'll level the playing field of how much they love us. Right the fuck out. Chicken, the ultimate equalizer. Thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. Okay, coming to the stage, he was the hidden spice girl, cardamom spice. <laughs> coming to the stage, he's very funny, very witty, it's GD! God damn, god damn, god damn, okay. It's so good to be introduced by my future. Yeah, I look like Spencer's past when Spencer was okay. See, okay, I'll tell you. I'm from India, six months in the US. I'm trying to fit in. You see my t-shirt, you will know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to fit in, I'm trying to be one of you guys. I'm going to therapy, I'm taking gummies. I'm just, speak easy English with me, please, okay? Speak easy words. I asked my friend, dude, you're coming party this Saturday? He said, you bet your ass. No, don't want <laughs> bet my ass. I know it's not the regular basis. How I how about I bet like a dollar? 
Why don't $5? Oh, $4 I have to send to India. That's what we do. We send everything to India. If I was Newton and an apple fell, I would just take that apple and send it to India. Fuck gravity. My kids are hungry. Something else that I don't know why you guys do that. When I ask you a question on the roads, I'm trying to know direction. I don't like to use Google Maps. Just tell me. Sir, do you know how to reach uh, the Mission Dolores Park? That's a good question. Why do you have to start your answers with that feedback? You're trying to make me feel good that I, I can speak English? That's a good question. That's the Mission Dolores Park. I know that's a good question. I know I, I can interrogate. I know that. I, I asked for visa. I know that much English. Can I get visa? Yeah. Never tell your Indian family about your mental health. Please. You guys don't have Indian families, I know, but if maybe in the next birth, you're born in India. If you do shit enough work in this life, karma will hit you. Uh, <laughs> never tell them. They will give you the most ridiculous solutions. I told my family I'm diagnosed with depression. They said, uh, get married. Marriage is not a solution. Divorce is a solution. Right? Am I right? Yes. That's like I'm... That's like I ask you, hey, this is too complicated, I cannot understand. Translating into Chinese. <laughs> that will make me easier. There is, a, there is a place near my house. It has a signboard that says uh, Kung Fu for health and self-defense. I ask them, what else can Kung Fu be for? You open a restaurant and you said, food for eating. You go to red light area. Prostitutes for bad sex. My therapist recently gave me the gr a few great advices. She said, try meditating, stay away from drugs, and stop staring at my tits. Any cap can be a shower cap if you are on drugs. No relation. Uh, that my jokes are no, not related. <laughs> Just like me and you. They are, okay. My toilet paper is also taking therapy, by the way. Give you a second to digest that stupid statement. See, toilet paper is depressed. I asked, why are you taking therapy? Uh, life is shitty. Toilet paper, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, no, I, that was someone else. Okay, I'm saying, uh, if sperms were fishes, my bathtub would be an aquarium. <laughs> Last week a girl told me, I can't live without you, so she's dead. Oh, oh, too dark, okay, lighten up. I like to confuse people. I recently gifted my friend uh, a Rubik's Cube. He's colorblind. That's also dark for you, my friend. Please, don't say, oh, I feel sad. When people say, oh, I feel like I'm the, I'm making them uncomfortable, which I like, but don't, <laughs> okay. I like making people feel uncomfortable, man. Well, I recently went to India, sorry, uh, Sunnyvale, and uh, they were, which <laughs> is not different, but I think Sunnyvale is even worse. Because in India, at least they know that they can get into fights with other Indians. <laughs> Sunnyvale people are just, Capitalizing the kind behavior of white people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck Sunnyvale. Okay. Thank you so much. I love Hayes Valley, but I stay in Soma. Life is fucked up. Bye.
got feedback? Uh, I was taking notes. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you get a little ahead of yourself with your words. Uh, by that, like you, like you speak a little fast sometimes, and like I lose what you're saying. And I don't know if that's just a that, like no like an accent thing maybe or just like you're just like a I don't even know, but you just you get a little ahead of yourself with your words, and sometimes I lose what you're saying, and so just don't like slow it down. On on stuff like that, not like. three words out super clear you can go at whatever pace you want but yeah uh for sure like you uh you i saw you you were taking pause breaks and like i really liked some of that like coming with the, the sound but like trying to make it awkward and stuff that could work definitely um but you like uh when you do the uh, uh my girlfriend says she couldn't live without me so she's dead you know, like, like you, you got to find the timing on that one and a timing that works, but you really got to make it clear that it's like, so my girlfriend says she couldn't live without me, and then, so she's dead. So you, it has to be clear that that's the thing. It has to be, yeah, it just has to be clear that that's what it's saying. But that, that's really my whole thing. Like, your jokes are solid. You have really good material. Uh, you just really need to work on your cadence. And not rushing it, like you really do. You stumble over your words a little bit, and I think part of that is second language, a lot. You know, like you're doing great. Just uh, definitely, it's like your routine, words, uh, focus on just what you're gonna say. Anybody else? Hell yeah! All right, GD, everybody, woo! Yeah! Grandmother's favorite comedian. She said he has a voice of an angel. Everybody. Also, Spencer's brother. Make it big and loud for You four, you six. Hey, everybody. I'm Brady. For those of you who don't know me, I am the resident homosexual. Um, are there any other queer people in the audience tonight? There's one. So straight guys, yeah, straight men. You one, kind of. Are you pan? Are you? So you have sex in the kitchen. That's great. That's really hot. That's <laughs> amazing. I know a lot of pansexuals. Um, yeah, I just started doing comedy like a few years ago. Like I started in the pandemic, and I thought. My God, what else do I have to lose? Get up here and, right? I mean, you're about to die. You may as well get on stage. And so um, no one's going to laugh at you. I mean, everyone's going to die. They're not going to remember your shit anyway, so why not start now? And here I am, and I keep thinking, did I make the right choice? You're trying to be a comedian, and I think of all the other things I could have been, you know? Like, what if I started, like, what if I started to write musicals? 
Like, what if I were better suited to that? I mean, I'm a comedian, so I don't know. I don't write anything funny, but I'm going to try something with you. So I'm coming up with a musical. You all can help me workshop it. Called Little Orphan Fanny. Okay, and it's the story of a little orphan boy, right? Right, it's very sexy already. We're excited. And then his daddy, Warbucks. Are you with me now, Daddy Warbucks? And then his husband slash partner, Punjab. Right? And they go out and, (laughs) right? Nobody knows quite what Punjab's job is. Right? And then Sandy, the dog, is this little boy on a leash in a furry outfit. Right? These are my ideas. Now, I'm not sure if it's ever going to get any traction, but I wanted to share with you, like, a breakaway track from that, and it goes a little something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cards. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. A jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bite him. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you. That's. Thank you. It means so much to me. And I also wonder. What if I've been a marketing professional? Maybe I've missed my mark. Maybe I could come up with some colognes for the American experience. So I've come up with two called the American Dream. The first one is called White Woman. You've got to say it like that. White Woman. Her tagline is always in front. I know that doesn't land well. I mean, let's try this one. Obviously, I misread my audience. We've got one straight guys. I don't want you to feel left out because we all know there's nothing worse than straight guys feeling left out. Right? I have one for you. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. I just thought I'd kill my set right there, but that's good. But it's okay. You know, it, it's rough being a faggot making fun of people. It's good. It's okay. Are you all okay with that? Like faggots making fun of you? You're good. I can make it up to you later. You, you, okay. Fine. You need what? Oh, darling. That's so fresh. No, no. Thank you, guys. I'm done. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you. 
I'm just going to read off a couple quick ideas here. These aren't really full-fledged jokes, but we're just having fun. It's Monday, workshopping. Uh, I, uh, I don't want this to be like a joke about homeless people, but I was walking around the city, <laughs> walking tangent to the center of the city, and, and that's the thing about San Francisco is like you, there's a lot of interesting people walking on a lot of blocks, okay? And uh, without being mean, the feeling I get when I'm around a lot of them is – the same feeling I got as a young youngling on the parts of the Caribbean ride at Disney in Orlando Themes <laughs> Studio with the animatronics, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, there will be a dude, like, standing on the corner, like, caught in a loop where he's doing the same thing. It's, it's horrible. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but, uh, no, anyway, I don't want that to be the punch of the joke, and that's what I am working on. So, but, uh... <laughs> So anyway, the, the problem I have is, like, by the time I get to the end of the street, dude, I am starting to act like a Pirates of the Caribbean character myself a little bit. You know, I got a little little Will Turner in my step, dude, you know? Be hooking up with a girl later the same night, calling her Elizabeth. She's like, my name's Cheryl. I'm like, shut up, Elizabeth. <laughs> All right. Workshop Monday. All right. <laughs> hey. Bring it back. All right. Uh, it's crazy tech these days, you know? A lot of crazy tech. I saw a self-driving white van with no windows the other day. Usually a bad sign. Yeah, this was a self-driving white van with no windows. Terrified me because I saw this one do the entire kidnapping all by itself. Uh, yeah, you guys have heard these all before, but I have a tag for that one I wanted to try. That's why I brought it up. Uh, you know how they name all the cruise cars? Yeah, this one's name was Doodle. I was like, oh, they spelled Diddle wrong. <laughs> Oh, there we go. All right, it's worth it. Okay, walk down that same street a little bit more. Saw drag race. Saw drag race in the middle of the street. It's like, holy shit, blew my mind because I had never seen someone in high heels run so fast before. It was, holy shit. The cheetah print makes so much more sense now, you know what I mean? God damn. Um, Something about, I don't have a punchline for it, just, just an idea about like going on a, on a run with someone down south, and you're like, what about a 5K? And they're like, no, more a 3K, you know, like the KKK. And I'm like, hmm, how do I, if anyone has suggestions there, let me know after the show. <laughs> um, uh, let's think here. How m I think we're doing okay. Um, I'm not into uh, promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached, you know. I like the strings. Give me the strings, yeah. But I only fuck puppets now. <laughs> I had to break it off with Pinocchio a couple weeks ago. I liked him, but uh, the final straw was the night he asked if we could dirty talk. I was like, all right, let's just keep it reasonable, and I'll go along with it, okay? The next thing I know, we're in the bedroom. He turns around and goes, tell me I'm a real boy. I thought, no, that is the most unreasonable thing I think you could have said in this moment. He got all upset at me. He's like, stay in character. I was like, oh, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, Elmo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. There's a new tag also. Maybe there's ma dude, we're conjuring on this Monday night at the workshop. This is beautiful. Uh and uh oh man, fucking shit the bed there though, forgetting the next thing to say. Oh, well there we go. D the horn, dude. That's what I was giving you a pause. <laughs> it's Dakota that fucked up. Um, let's end it here. Uh have a great night. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That was all I wanted to try. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I would love any comments, please.
um, some of the jokes a little more long for me or as far as like stretching out your time. And also that um, the voice bit at the end of the puppet joke with the Elmo, you could even stretch that further. If there's any other characters that have that kind of high-pitched voice, you could do a chain of a couple in a row, you know, if, and, and yeah. just add one line from each is just a way to know, add a couple extra tags. I know other puppets, but it's like, how do I, I don't want to be like uh, so hacky. No, something with that, with that voice, because Elmo, uh, oh, I guess Elmo is also a puppet. Yeah, that was the point of that joke. Oh, I was, I was just Maybe going based off the voice alone. No, it was because he's a puppet. Oh, uh, so you don't have to do it as a puppet. See, if you had a no. third if you had a third character that's not necessarily a puppet but also uses that voice, I think you'd get away with it. Is all I'm saying. Off the tongue, I just have knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a little upset that you didn't do a Golden Gate Bridge fucking uh, like suicide joke. But whatever. Oh yeah. I, I like that's a banger of a joke. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> and I was a little. He'll never forgive you. The for that. I do like the the the, <laughs> the real boy fucking. Uh, well, no 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 strings attached is a great is a great tag. You have really good tags like that. And also, y your act outs are really fun too. Like with the suicide joke, when you do like the teeny teeny teeny, you know. Uh, you keep playing. Uh, yeah, and do do even more act outs because that's another way to um, stretch time. Yeah. Very charismatic. We love you so much. All right, everybody, that's it. Yay! Yeah. He's so likable. He's so fucking yeah, dude. We love you. Who's okay. next? Uh, who's next on this list? Oh, it's actually uh, the fucking most beloved that I know, dude. She's a fucking G. Oh, like, it, oh, is it? Okay, so. She's a fucking gangster. Yeah, now, you guys may have heard of sauerkraut. <laughs> Very famous condiment. Your next comedian hates it and makes it look like shit. It's Lauren Kraut. Woo! I do hate sauerkraut. I do hate it. I, I It's gross stuff. I don't never have it on when I used to eat hot dogs. I mean. I don't like it, and I hate my last name, too. Fuck that. So uh, I got some new shit today. Yay! Oh. New shit. Uh, remember when you used to have to type two spaces between the end of a sentence and the beginning of the next sentence? Remember that? What are we doing with all that time that we saved since doing it that way? I hope to God we're saving somebody's life. That's a new one. Thank you. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> All right. Thank you, JD. I've borrowed books from people and never returned them, and I feel terrible about it. I don't mean to, and then they die, and then I can't return them. And then I don't know what to do with them. And I, well, see, I, I hold on to it because I think I'll give it back to them someday if I or run into them and it makes things right. But I, and then they die. So I, this joke doesn't have a, a punchline because I don't know. 
I, I'm open to suggestions. I don't know what to do with them. All right, thank you, Dr. Gibbon. Um, oh, I hate when I get those reminders from Netflix that say, pick up where you left off. Continue watching Better Call Saul, you know, before November because we're going to pull it from the shelves or something. I don't know. But I hate that when they do that because I've already seen the whole thing. Just because I didn't watch to the end of the credits doesn't mean that I didn't watch the whole movie. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So let's move on, Netflix. All right. Thank you. Not really my – oh, I did that one. Um, Netflix, horrible person, toothpaces. Okay, here's this one. That this is a longer one. I'll tell you a little secret about myself. I have this wicker basket at home, and inside of it are the names of the, all the people and pets that I have known and loved who have passed on, died. And when I feel the call, ring, ring, hello? Oh, do it now? Okay. I pull out little names of the little pink pieces of paper of these people or in pets. And I, hello, and I take the name. No, that's fine, that's fine. Um, Emily's here, yay! Ralphie's here, yay! Um, hold on, I'm gonna get this one. Um, oh, I know, I pull out the name and I say, I read it out loud and I conjure this person in front of me and I visualize them and I say, hello, dead person I have loved. What do you want me to know? And yes, my therapist knows I do this and if she's not worried, then you shouldn't be either. Thank you. I don't think it's hurting anyone. I think that maybe I'm inconveniencing some dead souls, I don't know. But is it being weird? Is it too weird? This is too weird. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, how do you know when you've died? <laughs> is there some kind of wake-up call in reverse? It says, hello, this is your dead now call. Don't get up anymore. How do you know? I mean, are there angels and a white light directing you to the nearest exit? Here you go, table for one. Maybe you just realized that something's not right. It just feels different. Oh, I guess I'm dead, huh? I don't know. But there's something between these two jokes, and I, the thing is that uh, I'll figure it out one day when I'm not so stoned. <laughs> Thank you very much. Would you like any feedback, Lauren? What? Would you like any feedback or comments? Yeah. We're asking um, the joke where you were saying if it needed a punchline or not about returning dead people's books. I thought it was almost funny in the sense that it didn't necessarily have a super joke set up premise. And it was just, and then I can't return them because they're dead. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was super funny just on its own. I don't, so I don't know if you need to necessarily get super um clever clever with it as far as the, i think straight up as a p concept it's it's just funny well i actually have a really fun idea that 
came to mind with that was that uh, <coughs> you have the the joke about the fucking uh, your your friends die before you're able to return yeah. the books, yeah. you know, uh, and then at the end you're like, how do you know that you're dead? Yeah. It's when you're able to return your friends' books. <laughs> right, it's like, oh, here's your books, like you know, like. Oh, uh, and especially like, if you, if you. I think that uh, yeah, I think that would be yeah, kind of. Yeah, you do that joke later on. You can definitely tie those together too. Yes. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. How do you uh, how do you know when you're dead? Oh, it's like, uh, <laughs> here's your book. <laughs> you know, like uh, that's that book that I. It kind of like a stupid thought when you say that. We they show you the nearest exit and then they show you table for one. Put like kind of like a conversation there. Why can't I get that, that table? Oh, that's reserved for like a group of people who died at a Holocaust. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is for a couple suicide. That's your table. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you guys, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Woo! Okay. So, uh. For your next comedian, okay, Dakota, you and I, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a fun game, okay? We're just gonna do one word association. Red. White. Fish. Uh, uh, white. Uh, uh, She's a white lady. That's okay, coming to the stage. She's very tall, red and white. It's Emily Rudolph. Hey. Woo! Thanks for not saying Fox News. Uh, I think I'm dead right now, Lauren. So I, s I smoked a lot of weed <laughs> as well. Yeah, am I in a workshop spot? Work feedback spot? Cool, sick. All right. Yeah, uh, well, just for this one, because nothing else I have to say is new, but this one. Whatever, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Right. My uncle... My uncle named his butthole Precious. Uh, yeah, and like I've been trying to figure out how to write a joke about this. Okay, so I was I was telling my friend this last Christmas at a party, and I was like, "Oh, my uncle calls his butt Precious," and he was like, "It's my butthole." Um, and like it's a weird thing to call your butthole, right? There are a lot of things in life that are precious. Life itself is precious. Babies are precious, you know, but not your butthole. Uh, and then I realized my uncle is a genius. We'll be in social situations that he, that he wants to get out of, and he'll just be like, "Precious has got to get out of here." <laughs> and uh, one time we tried to stop him, and he pooped on the stairs. So I think it, it's great; it works. And you know, you can't do the same thing with with your penis, right? You if a guy was like, "Willie's got to get out of here," um, someone would call the cops. So. That's all I got on the butthole joke so far. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okay, I'll, this one, I've been thinking about adding something to. I have an ex-boyfriend who is really into trans women, and I am a problem solver. Cool. Uh, <laughs> which means that I uh, was a Google away when I found this out from uh, finding myself at a really popular sex shop in downtown Oakland owned by a lovely black lesbian couple who was more than willing to teach me everything I needed to know about pegging, which is what this joke is about. Um, if you weren't with me, well, thank you for clapping, sir. Men never clap for that joke. It's awesome. Uh, 
I don't know how many uh, women Denise have ever shot for their own dick before. <laughs> Lauren, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, oh, it's great. It's honestly, it's, um, it's empowering. That's true feminism. I was overcome with all the masculinity I never thought I'd get to feel as a woman. And I started reaching for like the biggest, blackest, baniest dick uh, that this store had to offer. And when I walked up to the front desk and I, I like sat down my big black deck dick to check out, it's not a deck. Um, these two lovely ladies thanked me for supporting black business. And I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. Um, what else should I tell you? I've told you guys a love is blind joke, but I like it. So wait, do you guys like Mother Nature? It's about to rain. Let's talk about nature. There's a fucking hurricane coming. I guess. So uh, I love nature. I went for a bike ride today. I love being outside. But I love nature a little bit too much, right? Uh, to the point where I, I've started telling people Mother Nature reminds me of my own mom. Uh, oh, that guy agrees with me. Unbelievably beautiful but wildly unstable is what I was going to say. But this guy ruined my joke! <laughs> <laughs> That was great. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I liked that that guy just yelled at me, and I was like, that's all I need in my day. Oh, and you wanted feedback? On the butthole one, the rest of it, you don't, you've all heard it all before. You, If you have another idea, I'm open to it. Tags to that with my uncle calls his butthole blank, you know. That's if, true. If you just want to add the end of it. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting you ask about that, Lauren. This is based off of a true story, and uh, my uncle unexplainably did shit on the stairs. So uh, maybe it doesn't make sense, and I need to work that out. But yeah, it really happened. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah. Can he, can he you make your his butthole more akin to Gabourey Sidibe, where you're like, uh, it's kind of brown, a little wider than it should be. I I don't know, I don't know. Those are terrible suggestions, but precious. Yeah. All right. Th thanks for Anybody talking else? about my uncle's butthole, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love butthole jokes. Yeah. Buttholes are great. Um, I'm pro butthole. Uh. <laughs> Um, this next comedian, really funny character. Met him around here a few times. Seen him all over the, the Bay Area, you know. Seen him doing comedy. We're gonna make it real fucking loud for a uh, shit. I'm blind. Um, I know who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, my friend, the wonderful Hunajik. Oh, yeah! Hello. Um, I moved to San Francisco during COVID because I heard a bunch of people were leaving and I like my landlord, like I like my women, desperate. So I showed up and I was just like, I want half off. Um, the other day I found a mouse in my apartment. I texted my landlord, I was like, hey, there's a mouse in here. And my landlord responded, oh, I'm going to send out a guy right away and lower your rent. 
Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't say that. He said, this is an old building. It happens. Which, what other profession gets away with that kind of bullshit? Like, could you imagine going to the doctor's office and being like, hey, doc, things are leaking that weren't leaking a, a week ago. And your doctor was just like, hey, well, you're getting old. It happens. Um, the other day I saw a guy in a wheelchair at the BART station hit another dude in the face with a metal pole. And a cop watched the entire thing go down, and he walked over, and he was like, hey, don't do that. And I was just like, what the hell? So I talked to the cop, and he told me that it's a hassle to arrest people that are handicapped because they need a special car and a special cell. And they need to put in phone calls. And I was like, this is all great information to know if I'm ever going to commit an assault. <laughs> this is. Um, I was on BART the other day, and some guy got onto the BART car, sat down, and then he said, I'm going to either smoke weed or I'm going to get violent. And then he pulled out a blunt, and he started smoking. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I was scared for a second. And then two minutes passed by, and he's like, I think I'm going to get violent. I was like, yo, that was not the deal that you just said. You're breaking your own word. I expected more out of you. Um, I'm worried sometimes me being a lazy person comes off as me being a bad person. Like the other day someone texted me, hey, Hunaid, my grandma's really sick. I'm taking her to the hospital. And I was feeling lazy that day, so I just gave it a thumbs up, which she responded a little later. She said, that was really rude of you. And then I was like, well, at least I didn't give it a thumbs down, you know. Um, I am lazy, but I try, I'm try. i trying to be a good person. Like, the other day I saw a homeless guy on the street, and I wanted to give him money, but I only had 20 bucks. So I went up to him. I was like, hey, I can give you money, but I need change. Like, it's like a Uno reverse situation. And he was so offended. <laughs> he was like, that's what I'm supposed to ask for. And he's like, well, you can go to the store next door and get change and just give me whatever you're comfortable with. And I was like, that's a lot of work, and I'd rather not do that. How about I just get you later? I know where you live. I don't think you have any big travel plans soon. So I'll catch you later. And I don't know if you've ever owed a homeless person money, but it is a weird feeling walking out your door. Um, I've, been tr uh, I've been trying to get fired from my job. So a month ago, I just stopped working. And I'm proud to announce I was recently promoted. My manager called me into the office like, Kunaid, your work recently, managerial level. Keep it up. You know, one day you might be CEO, but you're going to have to be white and divorced. So, um, all right, I'm going to end with this. Uh, I like when the economy is doing poorly because it gives me an excuse for things. Like the other day, someone was like, hey, we're going to take out Katie to celebrate her promotion. I was like, not in this economy. I'm not splitting a bill with 14 people. That's suicide. Um, and then me and my girlfriend have been dating for a while and she's like we should take the next step in our relationship we should move in together i was like in this economy yeah double income household starts to make sense all right thank you guys She's so funny. She's a force to be reckoned with. It's Denise Lee. Woo! 
I've noticed that the older I get, the more pessimistic I get. I know I'm getting more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me everywhere I go. Like if I walk outside in the morning and I see the sun shining, I'm like, oh, that's going to go away soon too. I think I think that's why kids never want to wear jackets. Like kids don't want to wear jackets because they still have hope to keep them warm. Uh, my coworker Nick, he loves the sun because he's still optimistic and young and white. Uh, like once we had to stay late at the office and I was like, oh my God, it's so dark outside. And he was like, bring your own sunshine. And I was like, respectfully, that's gay as hell. <laughs> uh, my family, my family is from Taiwan. And last time I was in Taiwan, a big fashion trend was that people would wear t-shirts with random English words on them. And I don't think they always knew what they meant. Because once I was on the subway and saw this 80-year-old grandma wearing a t-shirt that said in big glittery letters, uh, Daddy's Little Slut. A couple notes there. Who is her daddy? <laughs> and what is he eating that he's still around? And also, also her shirt said Daddy's Little Slut. But it was spelled Daddy S apostrophe Little Slut. So she wasn't just one daddy's little slut. She was a slut for all the daddies. And I, I thought that was really generous of her. Uh, my ex texted me earlier this week, and he was like, I had a dream about you. And I was like, if you want me back, just say so. <laughs> That's so roundabout. <laughs> and he was like, I had a dream. You managed a brothel, and you were trying to recruit me. And I felt conflicted because that's a weird-ass thing to say. <laughs> but also, I was running a brothel. So he thought I was, like, an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the first time he's, like, believed in my success. <laughs> is that just sad? Okay. All right, next. Uh, I think doggy style is a weird sex position. Not the act itself, just the origin story. Like, like I, just, I just imagine, like, there was a time everyone was just having sex in missionary or whatever, and then some guy went on a walk, and he saw two dogs going at it, and he was like, ooh, <laughs> Why am I turned on right now? <laughs> and he's like, I want to be that dog, but the one on top because I'm an alpha. And then he goes home to his wife, and he's like, okay, so hear me out. What if tonight, instead of role-playing schoolgirl and professor, we role-play dogs? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I'll be a pit bull. You can be a golden doodle. And, um, it's cute. I find I find inspiration in like the most random places. Like whenever I feel like I don't belong or I feel like I don't fit in, I remind myself that fruit flies still exist. <laughs> you know, like fruit flies, that's a really tenacious creature, right? Fruit flies as a species have survived thousands of years and they serve zero purpose. Nobody wants them around. All they do is hover. They don't hurt anything, but they don't harm any, they don't help anything either. <laughs> you know, they just hover and reproduce. And I'm like, oh, I can also do that. Uh, I think kale is a crazy vegetable. <laughs> kale is a great vegetable if you want to work out while you eat. <laughs> it's like cardio for your mouth. <laughs> I wrote that joke when I was eating kale. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
My my friend my friend texted me just now and she told me she got a second dog. She sent me a picture of her of her new dog and I was like, is not is that not the same as the first dog you got? And I don't know if it's possible to be racist to a dog, but I think I was because she got mad at me. <laughs> Uh, I like I like rom-coms a lot. I love watching rom-coms, but recently I realized my favorite genre of movies is gay rom-coms. Uh, I'm not I'm not like a pervert. I just think they're very educational. Like I recently learned that gay guys can have sex in missionary, so that was mind blowing for me. And we'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Hey, how we doing, everybody? Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, I was chopping the on- uh, I was chopping onions the other day, and uh, I'm one of those people uh, where onions make me cry. Uh, not for the reason you think, though. It's because my dad used to chop onions before he beat me. <laughs> And it made me cry a lot. It really did. It made me cry so much. And that's when I cry when I'm chopping onions now. Because I miss them. I do. I miss those savage onion beatings. They stung so good. They really did. And I know when I'm done chopping those onions, I'm going to have to beat my kid. (laughs) And it makes me cry so much. It really does. It makes me just sob. Because I know my father isn't going to be there to see it. (laughs) Because he died of an undiagnosed onion allergy. It's very tragic. (laughs) Anyway, how are you guys doing? (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. uh (laughs) So uh, the other day, um, I was going to a uh, Tinder date's house. Uh, and now l- I know that you guys know that I'm dating Emily, so, so whatever. Just uh, just don't tell her. I don't know. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to a Tinder date's house. Uh, it wasn't Tinder though. It was like you know, there's so many apps today. I forget. It was like you know, there's like Tinder, there's Bumble, there's Hinge. Uh, I met this lady on Craigslist, but uh, I went to the, my date's house, and uh, as soon as I rang the doorbell, I realized I rang the wrong door. I rang the wrong. I was at the wrong address. As soon as I rang the doorbell, and I kind of started to panic, and then uh, an old lady ant- uh, uh, answered the door, and she was like, hello, and I was like, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but would you like to hear about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And she said, sure, and I went, oh, fuck, I th- didn't think that was, I thought that was going to work, and I was like, and here's the thing, I don't know anything about Jesus, it's, I don't know anything about Jesus, I grew up really religious, but I forgot all the shit that I learned completely I don't even remember talking about Jesus at my church. I'm pretty sure we just talked about Tom Cruise. <laughs> but I was like, I think I couldn't remember a few things. So I was like, okay, so uh, so yeah, there's this guy uh, who's got a bunch of followers. He's got all these followers. Uh, he's very famous, and he does these like really miraculous things that are impossible. They're completely they're like mission impossible. Shit, wait, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I left and I realized, oh shit, that was my Tinder date's house. Oh no, that was a bad date. I was just all crying. I left and I cried in my car and I was like, God damn it, why does this happen every time? Shit. Um, okay. So uh went to Germany a few years ago and uh I don't know you guys probably don't know this, but Germany uh, like some countries have this weird thing where like I went to a gas station and it turns out you actually fill up your gas first and then you go pay. They just like trust you to fill up your gas. I, I was so confused. I was like, I guess gas is so cheap there. It's like tap water. It, it practically comes out of the shower head. <laughs> All right. Never mind. <laughs> um, I was like, what else do I have here? This is like not even a joke. It's just a thought. You know how like all these like old cartoons have like those like sexual innuendos, you know, and you go back and watch them. You realize there's a bunch of sexual innuendos. Like, and, and, like, I was watching Scooby-Doo, and everyone knows that Shaggy's a stoner, but he also always sounds like he's coming. You ever notice that? Like, he'll be walking down, he'll be tiptoeing, and something will pop up. He'll be like, zoinks! <laughs> Scoop! <laughs> sounds like he's fucking Scooby-Doo all the time. Scoop! <laughs> That's what he calls Scoob. He calls him his Scooby snack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. That was... All right. <laughs> that was my time. You guys have been awesome. Give it up for your host, everybody. Yeah. Super funny. We're gonna make it fucking hell loud. Oh my god, all four of you. This is my dream. Okay. Um my my fiance is the kind of guy who never goes to the doctor, so I recently forced him to make an appointment. It was a virtual appointment. It started with a phone call with the nurse. And she was like, if you're comfortable, can you let me know what your race is? And we were still on the street. We hadn't gotten home yet. So he looked around and was like, I'm white. <laughs> In case people can't see him. And she was like, I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? I was like, yeah, babe. Why don't you say it with some more passion? <laughs> he was like, I'm white. He was like, ah, you broke up one more time. By the end, he was saying it so loud, some guy in the street offered him a management position. <laughs> it worked out for him. But then she was like, if you were to become incapacitated, who would you like to assign as your emergency contact? And he looks me right in the eyes and goes, I'm not ready to make that decision yet. <laughs> he was like, I just don't know if I want you making my medical decisions for me because you're very indecisive. He's like, today at brunch, you had to step outside because you couldn't decide between pancakes or French toast. <laughs> As if he's going to be in a coma and the doctor's like, do you want to save his life or should we pull the plug? And I'm going to be like, ooh, those both sound so good. <laughs> What's more popular? <laughs> Can I take the leftovers home? <laughs> so he was like, well, am I your emergency contact? Which I was insulted to even ask me. We've been together for eight years. It's a long time. We've been through so much together. I know everything about him. You know, that's why I picked my mom. 
he he hasn't picked up a single unknown call from a single person in his life because he's scared to talk to strangers. You know, my mom picks up every single unknown number, assuming I'm already dead. That's <laughs> emergency contact energy. But then uh, we followed it up by going to the doctor in person. And so we walked into this doctor's office, and there was a sign right away that said, Notice to, cus to consumers, our doctors are licensed and regulated. I was like, I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> I wasn't doubting it until now. Like, how many people had to walk out like, is that even a real fucking doctor? <laughs> Before they're like, just put a sign up. Let's <laughs> just put the sign up. I thought it was kind of weird that they had to like, clarify both licensed and regulated. Like, you had the option of getting licensed and not regulated. Just a fucking wild card doctor. <laughs> Like, you go in to have your appendix removed, and you wake up, and the doctor's like, well, your appendix <laughs> was one of the things I removed. <laughs> DM me when you figure the rest out. All right, well, so I have, like, three jokes today. Okay. Um, oh, thank goodness. Okay, I, I've always kind of thought it'd be fun to get into a physical fight, but I've never, like, thrilling, you know, but I've never gotten into one. I think because I'm I'm tall and I'm built and I'm a devoted people pleaser, uh, it just takes the thrill of it, you know, for the person you're fighting to be like, you want to fucking go or now not a good time. <laughs> no worries either way. But uh, I was walking down the street one day on my way to work. I was already late. Um, there was a homeless guy in a wheelchair. He goes, "Hey you, push me to the hospital." And I was like, I don't know this guy. Like, I don't owe him anything. I'm already late. Like, what am I, do I rather lose my job or be rude to a stranger, you know? So I'm pushing him down the street. And <laughs> along the way, he was, like, critiquing my wheelchair pushing technique. I didn't know you could push a wheelchair wrong. So I was like, sir, thank you for the constructive criticism. And then he instructs me to push him into, like, a dark corner of a building and goes, now I want to tongue you down. So I was thinking what you guys are thinking. Like, this guy is not as selfish as I thought. <laughs> I read him wrong. <laughs> but I was like, if ever there's a time for me to put my foot down, it's now. You know, like, this has gone too far. So I'm actually really proud of myself. I, like, mustered all my strength and courage. And I was like, maybe later. <laughs> Nothing is empowering as scheduling your own sexual harassment. Okay, <laughs> that's my time. Thank you. Yeah, the DM, trust me, my friend's an expert for uh, to get in on this chess boxing. Uh, anyway. percent sure he's not a shared hallucination. Uh, he just got a full night of sleep, so this is him at full power. It's Guthrie! His comedy Let's level go. is over 9,000. How are we doing? I finally got a full night of sleep. He is right, man. I was rocking four hours for more than four nights. It was not good, but I look cute as fuck now. I know. Me, you're in for his treat. 
So, uh, despite looking cute as fuck, I lost a tooth recently. Not too fun as an adult. But in a child, lose a tooth, I'd be like, oh my god. This is fucking awesome. I'm about to get so much money. Eat spaghetti through the hole. Have a great fucking time. As an adult, though. Immediate depression. How much fucking money is this going to cost me? Oh, I'm an unemployed comedian without dental insurance. This is not good. So I sadly cook spaghetti and eat it through the hole. Anyways. So uh, Mormons and morons are one letter apart. Observational comedy, guys. So aliens are fucking real. You guys see this? Can you believe this shit? They have fucking aliens. They caught them. This is crazy to me. It blew my mind so much I was like, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene was right about the Jewish space lasers. It would be so awesome if they just landed and they're like, we schlepped all the way here. Uh, I'm schwitzing. What the fuck do they do with this atmosphere? I'm a sugar. I would love Jewish aliens. That would be the best kind of aliens in my opinion. Anyways, so uh, people say squirt is pee, but I've always thought it tasted like grapefruit soda. Yeah, yeah. It's a hot joke, right? So uh, I was at Monterey Bay Aquarium recently with my girlfriend, right? We're having a good old time. She's a service dog, so it's me, service dog, her, watching the otters, having a great old time. Ice chips. Little kid runs up to the glass, you know. Doing his thing. Grandfather follows him. He's kind of watching him there. Crusty New Balances, Vietnam veterans cap. You know the fit. This man starts to take a step back. He's about to step into the service dog, right? I can't let this happen. This is a working dog. This is my family. This dog is providing for my girlfriend. So what do I do? I'm not a violent person. I take a big step forward. <laughs> sniff that man on the back of the neck, just like Joe Biden. I understand why he does it. It's a fucking power move. Let me tell you. That man was in Vietnam War, in the Vietnam War. He saw some trauma that fucking none of y'all have experienced. His best friend died at 18 and right next to him. This fucked him up 10 times worse. So if I have to say anything, be weird in situations, it de-escalates it. So uh, has anyone had Lunchables recently? No? They got Kit Kats now? Great. Desserts? Never got that before? Nacho cheese, that's the one I got. Still not enough nacho cheese for those chips. Teaching kids to be disappointed early. But they still have Capri Suns. Only thing that passed the straw ban, am I right? I'm gonna come clean. I like Capri Suns more than turtles. Anyone like turtles more? None of y'all? Good audience. Because turtles are racist as fuck, okay? Have you seen these videos? White shoe, they just go around, howdy neighbor. Nice porch, let's have some iced tea later. Black shoe, ram it repeatedly. Turtles are racist as fuck and they need to be canceled. Use plastic straws till the end of time. But I'm not against all endangered animals, okay? I fucking love pandas. Anyone else love pandas? You know what pandas' number one predator is? Human beings. How do we combat humans? Guns. Give pandas guns, okay? Pandas don't fuck enough. If we give them guns, they're gonna get testosterone boosts and just be fucking day and night, okay? So let's give pandas guns, use plastic straws till the end of time. Thank you very much. R.I.P. Harambe. Epstein didn't kill himself and free Joe Exotic. Thank you.
Thank you. Okay, cool. Uh, so this year after Pride, I went to Divisadero for a restaurant, and we were eating. Oh fuck. Okay, rewind. I like to lie. Okay, fast forward. We're here now. So uh, the server like dropped an entire uh, glass on me, and I didn't really mind. Like I don't really care. Like it's like whatever. It was Coke anyway. Um, but she felt really bad for it. And I was like, no, 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 it's good, it's good, it's good. But she, like, felt really, really bad. So I was like, okay, if this is not, like, a big deal, this one time back when I was catering, I dropped an entire, like, serviette of champagne in front of the bride and groom and the whole wedding party. So, like, this is, no- this is nothing. Like, everyone has those days. Um, but that was a lie because that didn't happen to me because I'm a professional. I don't drop things. But it did happen to the wedding planner. But it just made more sense if I did that for the story. Okay. Oh, this one? So I'm starting to go back on the job market because my work sucks and they're boring because they don't want to promote me because I'm gay. Boo. Um, But recruiters are the lifeguards of the Olympics because Michael Phelps doesn't need you to tell you how to swim, and I know how to do my job. I just don't like recruiters. I'm trying to make that funny, but I just don't like them. Okay, <laughs> this is the one that I actually wrote, put a, a lot of effort into. <laughs> okay, so my stance on big dicks have changed. Originally, I didn't like big dicks, and my, my phrase or my mantra was like, big dicks are like art sculptures, like they're really fun to look at, but it's not going in my living room. Um, but, but I did encounter someone with a very large member, and it was very fun to play with. Um, but then when he came, it like just dribbled out, which I was kind of sad about because like I put in a lot of work, but then I remembered how far it had to travel to get there. So I was like, okay, it makes sense. So I fully believe that if he was like three to five inches, it would just like blast me like a, you know, fire hose cannon. Uh, because I did hook up with someone in college when I just wanted experience (laughs) and, uh, he did have a smaller member, no shame in that game but he didn't warn me about the velocity of which he could like ejaculate. And so as he was coming, he like instinctively put his hand over it. And I was like, okay, I want to see the waterworks. Come on. Don't let me like, I'm in the splash zone for a reason, but it was good that he protected me from that because it did hit the ceiling. And I was like, you got a bazooka. That is great. That's all I got. Alright, we got one more comedian, guys, and it's me! Best friends, he's the Pikachu to my Raichu. It's Dakota Price! Woo! Yeah, comedy, it's me. I'm here to do the jokes. How's everybody doing? Yeah, fucking, I love the gays. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I fuck with the gays. I fucks with the gays. I fucks with the gays, dude. No, uh, fucking, no, I love the gays, dude. No, like, especially, I love having like a gay work best friend, right? And I had, uh, I had a gay work best friend that was just fucking naughty, dude. His name was as uh, Andreas, and like, he was a sheltered gay from fucking like, like the Midwest, and then came out here to San Francisco and like fucking. Gated up, dude, like hardcore. And like, 
I just, oh, man, there's no m- bigger excitement that I that I get in my heart than when Andreas would come to work and be like, oh, I got some shit to tell you. <laughs> and I would be like sweating. Like, as I know it's about to be fucking filthy. I'd be like, dude, Andreas would come to me. So I was at the mall yesterday and I went in the bathroom and there was this guy and he w- came up next to me at, at the urinal and he whipped his dick out. And I, I looked at it and I was like, I really want to suck that dick. And then I did. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? How does that just happen? What do you like? And he's like, you know, it, like, you know, like, like, I, I, like, I, like, it's a, I, just a gay the thing. Like, they, like, the gay dog, like, like, man, there's the, you got all the apps. It just must be really fucking, like, loose and wild, dude, just getting crazy. Like, just, man, like, I just really, like, he would show me texts, and I was just like, Y'all are mean to each other. Like, the, like, gays are mean to each other. Like, they fucking insult the shit out. Like, like your fucking dick smelled bad. What the fuck? Clean that shit better next time. I'm like, what the fucking... Wow. Like, anyway, that's enough of me going in on the gays. Uh, no, I just love the gays. No. Like, uh, so, like, I feel like I'm in touch with my feminine side. And, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm very just pansexual. I'm very open. Like, I'm like, whatever. I'll fuck anything. Whatever. Like, you know, as long as you're fucking... An adult human, you know, like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, you know, adult human. That's what you need to, to qualify to get in these sheets with me. Adult human. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you don't even have to look that great, you know. But <laughs> it, anyway, uh, the reason I, you know, I feel like I'm in touch with my feminine side, you know, no proper, like, how to take care of myself is I was raised by uh, my mom and two lesbian aunts uh, for, a, for a period of my time. And, you know, it's, but it's, you know, like, I didn't have, like, traditional lesbian aunts, you know. Well, I guess... It depends on what your word of traditional is. Uh, so my aunts look like uh, my Aunt Debbie. She she looked like the, the, the female version of John Lennon. And my uh, Aunt Francoise looked like a French boy. And, like, you know, that was just it. Like, you know, like, she was French. She was a French-Canadian woman. And, like, I, you know, I didn't know that, like, uh, vaginas could, like, not have hair on them. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, just you'd shoot... Weird fact, my Aunt Francoise, her family were French-Canadian, like, nudists. What? That's a thing? They have nudist colonies in, like, French Canada? What what the fuck? It's cold. And her dad is actually, like, a 60... When I first met him, he was a 60-year-old man, just buff as shit, and he was a workout fanatic. So he was, like, a fucking... Five foot seven tall, like foot tall, like fucking French man, just buff, bush. Anyway, weird childhood. Yeah, that's why I'm weird. But <laughs> uh, fun story about those ants. Uh, they moved to uh, rural uh, North Texas when uh, I was young. They they moved to mi- literally the middle of fucking nowhere. This town they moved to was Derzet, Texas. It had population 512. When they moved there, 514. Right? And here's the cool thing. My aunts did something really progressive. They had a baby together. What? Yeah. And they did that like the cool like science way, like an egg from inside of my one of my aunts was like spliced with another egg to my other aunt, and then like fertilized and put si- inside of my aunt. I, I don't like I don't even know. It was some cool science stuff, you know. But like this is a real story that happened. My my aunt Francoise was looking out the window. My aunt Debbie, she's a, she a worker. She works badass, like fucking out in the field every day, hardcore. They had some land. She's out there working near the road, right, where all like the the, the village kids could like see, you know. And these kids come right like riding on a bike, 
And then she looks and she sees, you know, my Aunt Debbie, like, fall out, just, like, fall to the ground. And my Aunt Francoise runs out there. She's so worried. She's like, oh, my God, Debbie, what happened? And she thought my Aunt Debbie was, you know, in her, like, early 50s at the time. That's the even crazier part. Uh, So she thought my aunt had a fucking heart attack. And she gets up there and she's laughing. She's fucking laughing hysterically on the ground. And it's, she's like, what are you laughing at? What the fuck's so funny? And she said, those boys said the funniest thing I've ever heard. She said, (laughs) she said, man, look at that dude out there working hard. I'd hate to be him right now. And the other one said to the kid, he's like, that's not a dude. That's the lady. And they're having a baby with another one over there. That's the lesbians. And, like, it just blew these kids' minds. Like, it blew their minds. They're like, lesbians having a baby. What? We got to go see them. They rode their bikes all the way across town to fucking go see the lesbians having a baby. And that was, that was the, it was in the newspapers, you know. They had fucking fire department, be like, come check. I'm just kidding. No, it was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I was raised by my lesbian aunts, and that was my time. Yay! <laughs> anyway, uh, is Kelly Evans here? Jack Ferguson here? No. Does anybody know if they're coming? I think I'm going to close Mutiny down. Yeah. Yay. End of joke workshop. Y'all didn't make it, guys. I love you, Kelly Evans and Jack Ferguson. Y'all are both beautiful. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Bye, all you fuckers. Talking into the mic, oh my god. Where we just talk filthy, raunchy, Mark and Dakota stuff. I don't know. Why is nothing playing? What's it gonna? It's gonna consist of me and Mark just talking about filthy, dirty stuff, just like farting into the mic.
you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five chakrasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory. Sixth Street, show up to go up. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Autumn Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on, hold, hold on, what is this? Give me Princeton Plus. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. <laughs> Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free 
two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place, one day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you.
Henry, yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. Uh, she makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but but quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises.
seems to have Fuck it. Take it home. Keep your heels. 